street epistemology is a wonderful approach that anyone can learn. You can learn more about street epistemology at streetepistemology.com. An atheist confesses, I was wrong, by the stupid atheist from stupidatheist.com. A little over a year ago, I started the stupidatheist.com website. After about a half a decade's worth of having debates with believers online, I felt like I was getting somewhat good at it. I'd amassed enough of a library of my stock responses to standard apologetics that I thought sharing those strategies could be beneficial to others. My tutorials and other articles have garnered about 5,000 or so casual viewers worldwide, thanks in no small part to some exposure from Aaron Ra, the president of the Atheist Alliance of America. He has graciously given me a plug for an article I'd written about him, uh, Matt Dillahunty, Seth Andrews, all for the infidels.org website, which lists Richard Carrier and some other prestigious names among their advisors. I may need to pause here to get a broom and clean up all the names I just dropped. Uh, I'm sorry for that. My intent was to establish that, while it's only a hobby, the stupidatheist.com website is something that I do take seriously, even when I'm being frivolous about my seriousness. People have written and thanked me for some of my notes on the way I handled certain arguments, and for everybody who has ever dropped me an email like that, I'd like to offer a sincere thank you. I'd also like to say, please stop using most of the advice I'd offered you because I think I was wrong. I think I may have been very, very wrong. Well, gosh, stupid atheist, how were you wrong? Some of you who apparently speak like kids from 1960s sitcoms might be asking. Forgive me, but I need to drop two more names. Peter Bogosian and Anthony Magnabosco. Mr. Bogosian conceived, outlined, and I believe coined the phrase street epistemology. And Mr. Magnabosco subsequently became a black-belted ninja of the discipline. As gently as possible, street epistemologists simply want to plant a seed of doubt, sometimes referred to as leaving a pebble in their shoe. It's a chess match, but an accomplished SE practitioner can make it look as easy as a game of tic-tac-toe. Watching hours worth of Bogosian and Magnabosco videos made it crystal clear what I've been wrong about, and it is this. I was trying to use reason to counter the unreasonable. That is akin to fighting an asbestos suit with a flamethrower. They're just going to layer on more protection as the argument gets hotter. And as anybody in any relationship can attest, you don't simply scream, you're being unreasonable, and expect to score any points on your side of the argument. In fact, we might need to consider abandoning the argument itself altogether, although perhaps not in every circumstance. I mean, Debating is fine in a formal debate setting, but for me at least, and a lot more of us as the SE tactics gain traction and subsequently acolytes, it all comes down to this. If you really want to change minds, you've probably got to change your tactics. Now in my defense, I seem to have gotten it somewhat right in an article that I had written a while back titled, You're an idiot, but don't take it personally. Easier said than done when the person you're having a conversation with keeps insisting your children deserve to spend eternity in torment just because you've raised them to be critical thinkers. But you've got to keep your cool at all costs. You're talking somebody down from the ledge of irrationality. This is a fellow human being whose faith is like a band-aid. They may well suffer some pain at having it removed and they may recoil as a result. So be aware of that. Be sensitive to their sensitivity. 
And as the prophet Aaron Rodgers told us in the book of NFL, season 50, verse 2015, R-E-L-A-X, relax. Yay, verily. Street epistemology as I practice, it lacks the actual street. I'm more comfortable in the online realm because it allows me time to compose myself as well as my sentences. Maybe that'll change someday, but for now I'm keenly aware that I lack the patience, fortitude, and frankly the nads required to do this stuff face to face. Nonetheless, some of my online encounters have begun to pay off. For the most part, I'm a fixture in the Discus chat forums, that's D-I-S-Q-U-S dot com. Those are forums used by a number of online news and blog services. My conversations can be found in the religious forum and in the atheist forum. Here's the weird part. Since adopting these street epistemology tactics, I've made more than a few devout friends online. Insofar as we, we meaning apostates and infidels in general, need to make inroads toward amending our image as abrasive buttholes, I think establishing these sorts of relationships is important. I'll use a conversation from this afternoon to tell you why. This, this isn't an SE exchange specifically, but it's one example of why the aftermath of those interactions is as important, I think, as leaving pebbles in shoes. I'm typing this on Thanksgiving Eve, and I just got hailed by a Christian I've spoken with many times who I suspect might be bipolar. He'll often get overheated by my inquiries, but I can usually reel him back in by rephrasing my questions, or explaining that I'm sincere in my curiosity, or by simply assuring him that I meant no offense and offering him an apology. In any case, this is a guy who has told me on a number of occasions that he was done talking to me, and that my family and I were doomed to a torturous eternity at the hands of his all-loving God, all the while peppering in a few not-so-love-thy-neighborly invectives for good measure. My original conversation with him is available under my Discus profile. Again, that's D-I-S-Q-U-S dot com. If you'd like to read it from there, for your convenience, I have copied and pasted our exchange into the written article that I'm narrating right now with the name of the interlocutor, or I-L, changed as a courtesy to him. I'll refer to him as Pete. So my new devout friend Pete says to me, uh, Long time no see, so you've changed your picture. What happened to the A? I had changed my avatar from an A to a thumbnail of my eyeball. He said, I hope you're having a great day. I wrote back to Pete. I said, you too, Brother Peter. I thought I owed it to look you in the eye while we were talking. Another theist liked that comment. Pete said, are you ready for Turkey Day? And then he went on for some length to share his plans for me. Uh, his family was enjoying an Amish-style dinner not far from his home. I replied, nice. We keep meaning to do that. Thanks for the reminder. I'm going to put it on the calendar for next year. Here's a note. I went on to likewise elaborate on my family's holiday plans. Now, please keep in mind, when Pete and I first spoke, this guy was positively gleeful about the notion that I might someday burn for all eternity for being disrespectful of his deity. I said, Pete, I hope you have the best of holidays, my friend. Apologize to the guy upstairs for my disregard for the first of the deadly sins tomorrow. I'm, I'm down 35 pounds this year, and tomorrow I'm getting my gluttony on. And Pete wrote back to me and said, you and yours have a great holiday, too. Now, granted, that's not specifically a street epistemology exchange. What it is, though, is evidence that relationships can be formed with complete strangers despite our sometimes vitriolic differences. And SE is a great tool for creating those types of common bonds rather than drawing divisive lines in the sand between us. Please understand that 
Prior to adopting this sort of methodology, I routinely allowed arguments to emotionally escalate to the scorched earth level. Poo-poo the Bible all you'd like, but I'm a huge fan of Hammurabi, an eye for an eye and all that. If somebody else dropped their gloves, mine came off too. It was on. I'm confident that I'm on a number of blocked and ignored lists as a result of my reactionary nature, and that haunts me. Those bridges are burnt, and any chance I might have had to make a lasting connection is lost. Perhaps I won some battles along the way, but I've accomplished almost nothing toward winning the public relations war, and those people I've alienated may now be closed off to considering the value that any other infidel might bring to the table. That's tragic, and we should not let it happen. I try earnestly to keep that in mind when things flare up emotionally. There's a demonstrable payoff to that approach. A prolific Catholic apologist on Patheos often takes time to respond in great detail to my honest, non-confrontational questions. Our latest conversation prompted two of his devout readers to engage me, and now our conversations have gone on at length. The last reader to chime in inserted themselves into the conversation with this statement. I love this. Such a cordial discussion is a precious thing to read. And, of course, some thoughts of my own pop up in my head, and then he joined in. For me, the fact that a random, anonymous Christian felt comfortable approaching an atheist stranger in a non-confrontational manner like that online is in itself a huge win. No, I haven't won an argument, and I haven't in this example one-upped the devout on any point of contention, but I've won enough of their respect and attention to begin having a productive dialogue in earnest, which on several occasions now, has resulted in humble introspections and even retractions from my new devout friends online, and I think that's huge. If we're content to win hearts today, I think we'll have a far easier time winning minds tomorrow. Thanks for listening. You can contact me at heystupid at stupidatheist.com. Street Epistemology is a technique by Dr. Peter Boghossian in his book, A Manual for Creating Atheists, and his Android and iOS app, Atheos.